What do you know of Senator Dagonet? He is one of the longest standing senators in the Republic. Yes, and when you entered this village, you could see the effects of his long standing policies. With due respect, if you don't like him, why not elect a new senator? I wish it were that simple. The Council will have questions. I believe they'll be happy to know that we solved Master Catry's murder. But will they be happy with your tactics? I will have the truth. Dooku, stand down. I have no problem explaining myself. Now let me ask you one thing. Do you think the Jedi will truly keep peace? If they continue to take everything the Senate says as law. Qui-Gon Jinn always had such an active imagination. As did you, Dooku. A quality valued less and less in these great halls. Qui-Gon Jinn has become one with the Force. It is time to let him go. And you can do this. What choice have I? You've gone too far. I don't know what you mean. Qui-Gon Jinn, you allowed Maul to kill him. You lost an apprentice and so did I. All in service of our greater goals. The galaxy will not be remade without sacrifice. You have been loyal to a greater cause. Remember what you told me. The Jedi blindly serve a corrupt Senate that fails the Republic it represents. You want to prove your loyalty? Kill her. There is still a chance to make things right. I'm afraid it is too late. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Hello there. The highest levels are involved in the conspiracy. Nancy Pelosi is Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. We must be the great arsenal of democracy. 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 I love democracy. democracy. All who gain power are afraid to lose it. Fear, fear, fear. We'll keep the local systems in line, line. Truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view, point of view. Welcome to the Conspiracy in the Force podcast. Star Wars, conspiracies, and more. With your host, me, Conspiracy Kyle. Kyle. Rebellions built on hope. For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, darkness, darkness. As long as there's light, 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 we got a chance, 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 chance. This is what Luke says before he goes to the toilet. This is Red Five, I'm going in. Good morning, Sunday morning.
Welcome back to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. I'm your host, Conspiracy Kyle. This episode today will be focusing on six short animated stories that were recently released called Tales of the Jedi. Now this series focused on the divergent paths of two prequel era characters, the light side path of Ahsoka Tano and the dark side path of Count Dooku. What we'll be talking about today will mostly focus on Count Dooku, as these episodes brought to light, pun intended, many more shades of gray to the conversation about the Republic and the Senate in this area. Now the Ahsoka stuff was pretty straightforward and really doesn't lend itself to additional scrutiny here. First and foremost, let's talk about what we know of Count Dooku prior to this series. Now Dooku was a former Jedi and master to Qui-Gon Jinn. At some point he became a leader of the Separatist Alliance against the Republic, and he also had become an apprentice, albeit an old apprentice, to Darth Sidious, also known as Palpatine, who was using the Separatists as a controlled opposition force in order to consolidate more and more power in the Republic. Dooku did his job in keeping the war ongoing through the Clone Wars and expected to be rewarded for his efforts once Palpatine's new government came into being. This was not to happen, as Palpatine saw in Anakin Skywalker, the new apprentice that he really wanted, and he had this new apprentice kill the old one, pun intended again. Thus, this is the story we know of Dooku, and it was pretty straightforward. He was a villain alongside Sidious in inflicting terror and pain upon the galaxy, the Republic, and the Jedi. Black and white. However, in this Tales of the Jedi series, we get three separate glimpses into the life of Dooku. In parts of the Star Wars timeline, where we had no prior knowledge about Dooku's dealings with the Jedi or the Sith. Sith. In these moments now, for me at least, shade and gray, whether Dooku and Sidious were the only evil characters in the prequel trilogy. Were the Jedi in the Republic villains as well? As well? As well? Now the three moments we see Dooku in are one, a moment many years before the prequels on a mission with his Padawan Qui-Gon, two, a moment a few years before the prequels on a mission with Mace Windu, and three, a moment after the death of Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace with Jedi Master Yaddle which showed Dooku's true dark side nature. Now the first episode with Dooku and Qui-Gon titled Justice takes Dooku and his Padawan to a planet where a Republic Senator's son has been kidnapped. Dooku finds out the inhabitants have banded together to kidnap the boy as the Senator who represented the planet had neglected his planet for a life of excess and self-promotion in the capital city and even the galactic capital of Coruscant. The captured son had no idea that the people were living in such squalor, so much so that he was not even upset about his capture when he saw how it really was. The people were simply trying to send a message to the senator that many of them are starving and their cities are in ruin and he's doing nothing about it. Now you can make a parallel to many urban cities here in America that are Democrat-controlled and in disarray, although the people don't seem to raise much of a fuss in our world about it, because they are continually being fed lies about hope and things getting better. 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 Anyways, the senator shows up with an army and tries to put Dooku in his place. Here's a clip. Jedi, arrest these criminals and have them release my son at once. I'm afraid our investigation is not yet complete, Senator. Step aside, Jedi. We cannot. You serve the Senate. No. 
We serve the people of this republic. Now, I think this is an important moment in Dooku's turn to the dark side. He's learning quickly that the Senate and those involved with it don't seem to care about the people, and they're essentially using the Jedi as their own personal police force to enforce their rules. Dooku then tries to take matters into his own hands, outside of any Senate or Jedi mandate, by using the dark side force choke on the Senator, as he's threatening violence against his own people. Here's another clip. I will destroy this town and make an example of it, and many others. None shall defy me, not even you, Master Jedi. Corruption like yours must be eradicated. No! Stop! So, is Dooku wrong here? Is it wrong to want to root out corruption? Is it wrong to stop a mad politician from killing his citizens just to make a point? No, not at all. Now, are Dooku's methods against the teachings of the Jedi? Maybe. Are they against the teachings of the Jedi Council? Apparently they are. But you have to make the differentiation between the Jedi Council and the true Jedi teachings. Now, the Jedi Council want to manipulate how the Jedi are supposed to act and behave to adhere to the rules of the Senate in the Republic. Whereas Jedi intuition on its own may lead Jedi to a different mindset or way of being. This is akin to me to the history of the Catholic Church, who want to be the ultimate authority on the teachings of the Bible, and contort and distort the Bible teachings to suit their own needs. For example, the Bible doesn't teach of praying to Mary, or that by simply doing confession, baptism, and other rituals that you can achieve salvation. These are all falsely inferred. Much like the Jedi Council wanted their members to blindly follow the Republic leadership, regardless of if it was ethically sound or not. Now, at the end of this episode, the son was released to his father, and the citizens were not deemed to be criminals. The son vowed to right the wrongs of his father, but Dooku was skeptical. Here's another clip. I will not allow your suffering to continue. I promise. I wonder if any meaningful change will come of this. So this episode ended, and you saw that there were the seeds of doubt in Count Dooku starting to show about the political establishment in the Senate corruption. In the next episode titled Choices, we get even more senatorial corruption and likely the tipping point that pushed Dooku over the edge. In this episode, Dooku partners up with Mace Windu to help solve the case of a Jedi Master's death, although Dooku believes there's more to it than meets the eye. Mace, Mr. By-the-Book Jedi, pushes back at Dooku's logic and intuition. Master Katri died from an ambush? My instincts tell me it is not that simple. Who ambushed the Senator? Why? Why are you concerning yourself with these questions? The Council gave us our instructions. Something more should be done. Since we are not members of the Council, we cannot involve ourselves in local political skirmishes unless requested by the Jedi High Council or Senate. So you can definitely see here how Mace is the epitome of Jedi deference to the Senate. He's by the book. He does only what he's asked, and he doesn't ask any questions or get involved any further than he's told to. As you can infer, 
This mindset is one of the reasons that Palpatine was able to worm his way into power so easily. He had easy oversight over the most powerful Jedi in the universe. They were available to him at his beck and call and subject to his rules without fail. Now as Dooku is unraveling the mystery of the Jedi's death, he decides to take matters into his own hands once again, this time with serious threats. Here's a clip. For a Jedi to succumb to a surprise attack is rare. Unless that attack is from someone one would trust, like you. I will have the truth. Dooku, stand down. Now, as expected, this approach led to the truth about what happened. It was the guards of the planet senator that committed the murder. Just like the episode prior about the senator not caring for his people in The People Rising Up, we hear a similar story here. Here's another clip. Tell us your reason for killing Master Katri. We are part of a group who learned Larrick was using ascendancy to become rich at the expense of our people and planet. He was willing to bleed Raxus dry, luring off world companies to come in and industrialize the land. He was selling off our planet, piece by piece, all from his comfortable residence on faraway Coruscant. Mace then tries to reason with the killer about why he didn't settle the dispute in a different way. But the killer gives him the business about how the Jedi are seen throughout the galaxy. Why didn't you take this to the proper authorities? Katri was a keeper of the peace. Jedi are lapdogs of the Senate. Their bidding always comes first. It's evident throughout the galaxy. Jedi claim peace, but mostly keep law and order for the rich and powerful. Now this is a large tipping point in Dooku's eventual turn to the dark side. What happens at the end of this episode is one of the final straws. This is after they get back to the Jedi Council and present their findings from the case. Here's a clip. I am told you will be presented with Master Catry's council seat. I will. Is this something you knew was happening before we left for Raxus? I was as surprised as you are now. Dooku, you and I both were together when the mission was assigned. I stuck to the mission. You decided to interfere in a way that led to a senator's death. I will speak to the council on your behalf. How kind of you, Master Jedi. So essentially, Windu took credit for the entire mission, while it was truly Dooku and his unconventional methods that brought the resolution to this case. Now, as you can see in many corporate workplaces, when one person gets promoted over another, there's always some sort of animosity, so you can expect that to happen here as well. But the problem is much deeper than being passed over for a promotion. Just like Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace, it was said that he wouldn't follow the Council's guidance and instruction, which is why he was never selected as a member of the Council. However, as history tells us, Qui-Gon more appropriately personified the Jedi Code more than any other Jedi that claimed to be in the right or even on the Council see a similar mindset here when it comes to Hollywood. Anyone who has chosen to speak out against the common leftist agendas that 99% of the celebrities cheer on are shunned from the establishment. You've seen that with Mel Gibson, Tim Allen, and even now Kanye West and others. 
free thinkers or even people that aren't willing to just parrot the common narrative of the day need not apply to Hollywood or to the Jedi Council. Now in the final episode involving Dooku titled The Sith Lord, we are led to believe that this takes place several years after the events of the previous episode, and it's during the time of The Phantom Menace, Episode 1. We physically see an event that we were told about in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. We see Count Dooku erasing the planet Kamino from the Jedi Archive memory, which is a major plot point in that movie about the clone army creation. So now we can infer that he's already aligned with Palpatine since the last episode albeit not in an apprentice-type role yet, which we likely see at the end of this episode. Like the famous revelation of the method in our world, we hear Count Dooku mention that he's been warning the Jedi Council about the Sith presence creeping in on the galaxy, but it was to no avail. Of course, he was working with the Sith, so they likely have a similar mantra, like the elite in our world, of having the incredible fortune-telling skill of predicting terrible things that are going to happen, when it's they themselves that are going to put those things into action. In the Attack of the Clones movie, we hear Dooku tell Obi-Wan essentially the same kind of thing, but like the Jedi Council, he doesn't listen either. Here's a clip from both discussions in Tales of the Jedi and Attack of the Clones. Qui-Gon. Master. I heard of your report to the Council. Tell me about this mysterious attacker on Tatooine. I encountered a highly skilled warrior, one obviously trained in the Jedi arts. And you believe it was a Sith Lord? Yes. I gather the Council was not eager to validate that conclusion. No, they were not, Master. I've been warning them about the coming darkness for years, never to be taken seriously. The truth. What if I told you that the Republic was now under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith? No, that's not possible. The Jedi would be aware of it. The dark side of the Force has clouded their vision, my friend. Hundreds of senators are now under the influence of a Sith Lord called Darth Sidious. I don't believe you. Later in this episode, Dooku heads to a clandestine meeting with Palpatine, where, unaware to either of them, Jedi Master Yaddle was hiding, listening to their conversation. Palpatine in this scene tried to impress upon Dooku the importance of his role in bringing about change in the galaxy and how sacrifice is needed. Both of their apprentices, Maul and Qui-Gon, were just killed. You can start to understand that Dooku was truly looking for someone to bring order to the galaxy. As he was fully aware of the Senate's corruption and the Jedi blindness to what was really going on. But he's also starting to get the idea on the flip side that he's becoming a useful idiot to Palpatine doing the dirty deeds of the dark side, and that no matter what he does, it will never be enough. Here's another clip. I have done everything you asked. And I will ask more of you, if we are to succeed. Cypher Diaz, Camino, the clones. I have betrayed everyone and everything I know. No, you have been loyal to a greater cause. How many have died because of my actions? Such is the price of freedom. 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 So, as the episode ends, Dooku kills Yaddle. His fall to the dark side is now complete after taking an innocent life with his own hands. 
But now the question for all of us is, was he wrong to switch sides? Was the Republic really something that we should be sorry for when it fell? Now these questions in these shades of gray are what make this era so fascinating to me and where I've dedicated so much time in my content to this area. In the original trilogy, things were very black and white, good versus evil. But here, in the prequel era, there don't appear to be any heroes, only villains. Villains that were either corrupt, fat, and happy with their positions, and not willing to rock the boat and do what was right to help others. And on the other side, you had villains that wanted to destroy those other villains and take over. It gets to be a very Russia versus Ukraine vibe. Now, I'm no Putin fanboy. He's likely committed many atrocities and oppression within his own country and in other countries, but that in and of itself doesn't make Ukraine an innocent victim. They've had all kinds of corruption and U.S. involvement and regime takeovers going on over there. So they're a bit like the Galactic Republic and the Galactic Senate. We're meant to look upon them with pity for what's happened, but they've definitely been complicit in their own destruction. That being said, as a Christian, it's important to pray for all those affected by war and those being hurt and oppressed around the globe. So if you call yourself a Christian, by all means, continue like I do to push back on these narratives around the conflicts like Russia versus Ukraine and other things. But at the same time, be sure to pray for all the innocent victims that are caught up in its crossfire. They had nothing to do with it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force, where we broke down the Tales of the Jedi series. I thought this was a very powerful and thought-provoking look into the life and times of Count Dooku. And it brings to light that he may not have been the terrible Sith Lord that he was without the Jedi Order's incompetence and complicity and the Senate's corruption. May the Force be with you, and God bless. God bless.